Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 45, Tunicates. In episode 43, we introduced the idea of modular animals that live in the marine environment, colonies of individuals called zoids that remain physically attached and share resources and metabolic responsibilities. Many lineages of marine environments grow as colonial animals. Many of the Cnidarians, including coral and the hydroids I talked about in episode 44, as well as the group I want to look at today, the tunicates. Tunicates look similar to anemones or sponges, taking the form of blobs or crusts of rubbery goo, but they're actually members of the same evolutionary lineage as us, the chordates, animals that have a dorsal hollow nerve cord. Adult tunicates lose all obvious traits that link them to other chordates, but the larval forms have them and demonstrate their relatedness to us. The key characteristic of the tunicates as a group is the tunic, a polysaccharide, meaning carbohydrate-based, and protein sheath that covers the body of the animal. The tunic can be thick or very thin, gelatinous or tough and leathery. Sometimes the tunic even has calcium spicules for structure and defense. The group contains both solitary individuals, often called sea squirts, and colonial organisms. Both forms share the same basic body plan and feeding strategy. Tunicates are suspension feeders, meaning they filter food particles out of the water. At first glance, the system seems simple. They have an incurrent siphon or opening where the water is drawn into the pharynx at the upper end of the animal's gut, sort of analogous to our mouth in terms of position in the digestive system. The pharynx is lined with tiny hair-like cilia that beat in concert and create currents that draw water in through the incurrent siphon. The pharynx differs from the human mouth, however, in that it is perforated and serves as the primary filter for food items. Water passes through the perforations in the pharynx and so does not actually pass through the gut. Instead, it moves into a space around the outside of the pharynx called the atrium, sort of like the body cavity. The atrium has an external opening on the other side of the body called the excurrent siphon. Filtered water leaves the body through this opening. The food particles are trapped inside the pharynx by tiny cilia and mucus, and then are moved down into the stomach and intestine for digestion. The digestive tract empties into the excurrent siphon, and waste from the digestive process exits the tunicate's body along with filtered water, though the two have taken different paths through the body. Many solitary tunicates are big enough that you can see this whole system at work, and if you poke them gently, it causes muscular contractions in the animal that cause water to squirt out of the excurrent siphon, earning them their common name, sea squirts. Colonial tunicates are another matter. Each individual unit, called a zoid, is much smaller than a solitary tunicate, and the tunicate zoids are often organized in a star shape or circular pattern. They orient themselves such that their excurrent siphons all face each other, in the center of the circle or the star, and they share a common opening through the tunic to the external environment. As colonial animals, the zoids that make up the colony can't live on their own and have adapted to partially work together, whether that's simply living together underneath a shared tunicate or sharing a common excurrent siphon. Either way, these animals filter thousands of liters of water a day, joining hundreds of other suspension feeders exploiting a major food source in the marine environment. Look for them just below the tide line on hard surfaces. 
The solitary tunicates here tend to be pale and translucent with a yellow tint. Colonial species vary from bright orange to off-white and can cover everything in the subtital zone when conditions are right. And when you see them, greet them like the long-lost cousins they are. This has been episode 45 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.